Good morning. We, uh, we're coming up to the end of 3 John now, and this is the end. What a, what a, it's the shortest book we, we discovered that, right, Val um, and Matt? But it's packed with so much, you know, so many, so many themes that are, that are there that John brings out in this short little letter. He brings out the concept of truth over and over, how important truth is. We're going to study uh, Jude next, and Jude talks about, you know, fighting for the truth. Um, he talks, uh, John talks in this short letter about friends, how important it is. And I kind of, that's why I kind of wanted to hear about this meeting yesterday, and I didn't know about, you know, bringing something that you had created or made or, or gift or whatever. And uh, I really like that idea. Um, my wife doesn't tell me anything, but, <clears throat> no, actually, I'd never asked, so. But what a beautiful thing. As we share these gifts, we do have peace. As we share with one another what God's given us, we have peace. And, and he talked about praying for our friends. Uh, he talked about somebody who had a testimony of truth, who cared for and supported and, and those who served for the sake of the name. And we, we looked last week about we, t- we looked at uh, this idea of role models, that people that we imitate, and some are good. Follow those that are good. Those that are not good, that are evil, don't follow them. Be careful who we watch and, and who we follow, who we use as, as uh, role models, because some can be good and some can be bad. Uh, three role models that we saw in this book, this short little book, the first was Gaius, and he was a good role model. He had faithfulness. He was, he was faithful. He was active. He, he took action. He didn't just sit, but he got up and did something. And, but he also had this agape, this agape love, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The second one we looked at was this man, Diotrephes. He was not a good example, not a good role model. He, he was all about himself, and he loved to be first, it said. He had this pride. He had this selfish ambition and and this need for power. And then, and then the last one we looked at last week was this man named Demetrius. And, and he was a good role model. He had a good reputation by, by really three, three different groups. One, the whole group, the whole group of people, everyone, he said, had a good view of him. And, and then he said that, that the truth witness to, to who he was. There was a witness of truth. And then John said he himself and other leaders. So, so it was kind of like a, a threefold a witness of, of this guy Demetrius. So people are important in our lives and, and we look at people, we, we imitate often who they are and what they do and how they live. So follow people like Demetrius, follow people like Paul. Paul said, follow me. But, but the ultimate really is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11. He said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. As I follow the example of Christ. The example of Jesus is really the, the ultimate example. And we have to listen to his voice and follow him. He said it over and over, follow me, follow me, follow me. You and I need to follow Jesus ultimately. So today we're going to wrap this up with the last couple of verses. And, and I think it, it kind of continues, and I, I hope we can kind of 
sense this. It's very warm. It's very, uh, you know, there's something very special about it. John, uh, we know John is the, the apostle of love, and, and that's, he was called John the Beloved. And, and there was something special about him and, he, and who he was. And, and we kind of see that coming through this book, the things that are very important to him. He says, let's read verses 13 and 14. He says there, I have, I have much to write to you, <clears throat> excuse me, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon. And we will talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. And greet the friends there by name. First thing he says is, I have so much I want to share. So much I wanted to say. You know, again, this guy, I mean, wouldn't you want to just sit and listen to him? He, he was the guy who hung out with Jesus. He was one of the kind of the inner circle of, you know, of of the disciples that, that was with Jesus so often. He was the one who, who you know, reclined at table next to him and he would lean back and, and he would lean back, uh, you know, onto Jesus. And, and he had so much. There was something special about him and he had so much to say. But he says, I don't want to do it with pen and with ink. Not that he couldn't, though, right? Now, he could. And as a matter of fact, he did, didn't he? Didn't he write quite a bit? What else did he give to us? The Gospel of John. What else? The book of Revelation. First John, Second John, Third John. He, did, he knew how to write. He could write. You know, so, and, 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 and the fact is that there was something he was trying to say here, but... but but the truth is, we're really glad that he did write. The Gospel of John is like incredible. The book of Revelation, incredible. The, these, these three epistles are just incredible. So that you and I have these, that we can actually read them and study them and, 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 and try to understand. But, but John said a couple of things in the Gospel that, that, that talks about this idea of writing things down. He says in John chapter 20, he said, Jesus did many other miraculous signs. In the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The things that were written down, we're, we're hearing them today. Now, we can't sit and listen to John the Apostle like he wanted to do with them, but we can, we can read what he wrote. And he says these things are written so that we could believe that Jesus is the Messiah, he's the answer, he's the anointed one, the Son of God, and, and that by believing that we would have life. We would have life in his name. We are so glad that he wrote them down. So glad. So glad that we have this. I was talking with someone yesterday about the fact that we have the Bible that we can read every day. There are people around the, the, the world that do not have the scripture that they can open up and read. And yet we have seven or eight, who knows how many versions uh, you know, on our shelves, and we don't even crack it open. That needs to be fixed. John says, you know, I don't want to write with pen and ink. 
And one of, the, one of the things I think later in chapter 21 of John, he says this, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world could not or would not have room for the books that would be written. If, if, if everything was written down about Jesus, there wouldn't be enough room in the, in the whole wide world for all that would be written about him. Why is that? Because he's the eternal, infinite, incredible, awesome God. It would take books and books and books. Going on, I, I found another verse about this idea about ink, and it, it was kind of interesting. Um, going beyond the written page, it says this, Paul writes this, speaking to the Corinthians. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he says, You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. So we have the things, John wrote these things down, but but the, the Holy Spirit is writing his message, his story upon us, upon my heart, upon your heart. God is doing something. It's not always about something that's written down on paper. And I think this is one of the things I'm trying to get at. John had this, this concept about being together. There's something special. There's something real. Made me think, too, about uh, there are some cultures around the world that are oral cultures. They call them oral cultures. They don't, they don't, they don't have things written down. So it's all oral. It's all what they can hear and speak. And there are ministries around the world that, that they are, their whole ministry is to make recordings that these people can listen to. Of course, they, they, they record things that, that we have written here. But it's this idea, again, about, about the Word of God and what God is doing and how He uses His Word in your life and in my life. He's writing a story. So John, he wanted to be with them personally, and, and uh, <clears throat> he says, I hope to see you soon. Now, he didn't know when he was going to be able to get back together with them, but he hoped that it would be soon. I, I thought of that song, you know, we used to sing it uh, a while back, you know, soon and very soon we're going to see the king. And, and we don't know, you know... I, John would probably also say, you know, in his prayers to Jesus, you know, I hope to see you again soon because he was with Jesus. But we don't know when that's going to be, but, but he was still, he was communicating. And that's important to communicate and to, to have conversations. He says, he said, I, I hope to see you soon and we will, we will talk. He says, we'll talk face to face. Now, you remember back in 2 John, he said that as well, right? Again, it's, when he repeats it, he's saying to us, to you and me, that this is something that is important to him. Being together, being in person, to talk to one another. He says it face to face. That, that phrase, I, I, I think about that a lot. Face to face. To be together with someone face to face. And literally, does anybody remember what the words literally mean? Mouth to mouth. So there's, he's saying talking, and then he uses that word mouth to mouth. So there's, there's this communication that happens, but there's something about a face too, isn't there? Something about looking into someone's eyes. 
You can't do that uh, by text message. You can't do that by email. We try. I guess you can do it by FaceTime. But it's not really the same, is it? There's something, you know, I got a bunch of grandkids. And I, I get to see a bunch of them all the time. And I get to see a bunch of them like hardly ever. But when I get together with them and see them face to face and hug them, nothing like it. Nothing like it. There's something special about being together in the same room, in the same space. And I think, I think God has given us this place and these people, you and me, for that very reason. We don't have thousands and thousands of people. And that's okay. We have what God wants us to have. Isn't that right? And so who has he brought into our midst? Who has he brought together? It's us. Not somebody else. He says, I want to be together with you. And, and John had this relationship with them. And, and he, he, said, he said back in 2 John, verse 12, he, he, he said it wasn't, I want to be together with you out of guilt. Because sometimes, you know, churches, you know, we have this guilt thing happening. You're going to be there because you, you know, it's a guilt thing. Listen, if you're here out of guilt, you need an attitude adjustment. (laughs) You thought I was going to say don't come. I'm not going to say that. But, But you need to get something fixed inside because we're not here out of guilt. John says, he said that, uh, that our joy would be complete, that our joy would be full, that, that, that it would be filled up, that we would be filled up. And, and I know that, that being together and, and encouraging one another just to get through another week, it's, it's, it's something that happens, that our joy would be complete. You know, I've known people through the years that they, 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 never, they never left their house. They just sat at home. Never got together with other people. And then occasionally they would meet with someone and you could see they, they kind of like perked up. It, it did something to them and for them, in them. And I try to encourage them, you know what, you, you, you can't just stay by yourself all the time. But we do that. We get stuck in these ruts and, and someone mentioned, you know, we get depressed, we get down and we don't want to and we don't, but, but, but we miss out, we lose out. John says, I, I want to get together. I want to be with you. I hope to see you soon. We'll talk. We'll, let's have a talk. We'll talk face to face. Matthew Henry, the old commentator. Actually, he's not old. He's dead. Um, but he's from olden days, I should say. He said this, the communion of saints should be by all methods maintained. And their communion should tend to their mutual joy. Do whatever you can to get together with somebody. You know, Larry was going to come up and say, you know, there's a group of people that get together and have lunch on Sundays. Is that an open invitation? You could go and join these people if you don't have other plans. Right? Where are you going today? Don't know yet. Don't know yet. He continues, John does. Let's move on here. And it, it's kind of apropos with, with, with what uh, people were sharing about uh, yesterday. What does he say? Peace to you. Don't you just love that? 
He says, I, I want to get together with you and see you face to face. But let me say something to you right now. Peace to you. I don't know about you, but it, it's what we need. It's what we want. This world is not a very peaceful world. This life is not a very peaceful life. But John says, peace to you. Where do you get that peace? We've already heard it today. It comes from Jesus, right? But it also comes through one another. And sharing and doing what we're called to do, uh, as, as Sue shared. And, and, and sharing with one another. Somebody said this, that it's not a prayer or it's a wish, but it's a kind of a benediction. Peace to you, John says. It's like a benediction. And the word benediction means good words. And, and so it's kind of like words to you and to me. And, I, and when I hear that, I, I, I want to latch on to that. You know, Jesus, maybe John learned it from Jesus, right? As he was so close to him. And, 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 and Jesus said it. He said, peace I leave with you, John 14, 27. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. The troubles and the fear keep us from the peace. But Jesus said, I'm giving you peace. John says, peace to you. When Jesus was resurrected from the dead, it says that he stood in their very midst. And, and more than once, he said to them, peace be with you. And then an interesting th thing that he, it says that he, he said that to them and then, he, and then he showed them his hands and his side. What was he talking about there? What does that mean? He showed them his hands and his side because that's a picture of the cross, isn't it? Where do we get peace? Where does peace come from? It's, it's through the cross. Paul said in Galatians 1, he said, grace and peace to you. From God our Father the Lord, and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. Peace to you. I'll say it. You know, I could put on my robe and give you a benediction and, and raise my hands over you like this. But, but, but I want to say to you, peace to you today, wherever you are. Whoever you are, whatever it is that's going on in your life, peace to you. And I believe by the Holy Spirit that he will give it to you. He loves to give his peace. Jesus said it. John goes on. As we go on here to finish this letter, he says, The friends, the friends here send their greetings. And greet the friends there by name. Notice twice he uses that word friends. And there's something about having friends, isn't there? Having someone that you can call a friend. Call a friend. Wasn't that some show or something? Call a friend. Some of us, you know, we, we say, I don't have any friends. But have you reached out to anybody? Have you been a friend to anybody? Have you cared about someone, listened to someone? You know, we have to be a friend as well as have a friend. Friends are important, you know, but, but I, I find that, again, it takes a little bit of effort. You have, to, you, you have to reach out. You have to try to talk to people. It doesn't necessarily come naturally to us. 
especially when we're going through a hard time. We don't want to talk to people. We don't want to be with people. But, but friends really make a difference. And John says here, friends, that are, the friends that are here, and they were separated by a long, you know, long distance, he says, they send you greetings and, and you know, greet the friends that are there. It's interesting, I looked up that word, and where did I look it up? <clears throat> Blue Letter Bible. And uh, it's the word, see if I can pronounce this right, aspazomai. Not spaz, aspazomai. But the interesting thing about this word is what it means is to draw to oneself. This word for greet. I'm sorry, I didn't say that, did I? The word for greet is a spasm, and it means to draw to oneself. He says to greet the friends there by name. He says to draw them to oneself, to greet them. It's an interesting word. It, it means to uh, wish well to, as you draw them to yourself. It, it says, the, the definition said, may not merely by a slight gesture and a few words, but generally by embracing and kissing. But I like this. It says, a journey was frequently delayed by saluting or greeting. They would stop and greet someone, some, someone along the way and it would, it would you know, slow down their journey because they were greeting people. They were actually having this conversation. They were drawing themselves to each other. I think, you know, well, we greet one another. Is that, is that what's happening with us? I see it sometimes. And, and actually, uh, you know, when Chris says, uh, say hello to somebody, and then it, you know, it, you know, sometimes it's louder than other times. It's like this little roar starts to happen in the room. And, and, then, and then the, and I saw it here today, but, you know, uh, Matt wanted to give the announcements and it was just like the roar was still going on. And it's like, but you know, there's something happening there. And sometimes I don't even want to stop it. Let's just do that. Because there's, because this fellowship, this reality, this truth, you're drawing you know, into one another's circle, into one another's space. There's something that is taking place by that. Interesting, isn't it? Paul said in Second uh, Corinthians, he says, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints send their greetings. Peter said it too. He said, greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. There's something about greeting one another. I'm not, I'm not advocating that we all start kissing each other, okay? And that was the cultural thing of the day. But there is something about getting close to one another. And, 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 and you know, let's be real. Let's greet one another. Shake a hand. I, I was reading about the Amish, and, and uh, they, they're, they're kind of reserved in that, but they would shake the hand. That's, that's the way they would greet one another. And culturally, that's how they did it. Sometimes, you know, some of us, you know, we, we, we hold the, you know, shake the hand and grab the shoulder at the same time. You know, there's something about a touch as well. I think that's important. This is all we got, people. We are all we have. 
You know, we're not part of something else. You, have, you may have a group of other friends, but, but he's talking about the friends in Christ here. And it was so important to him. Lastly, he says there, <clears throat> greet the friends, how? By name. Isn't that interesting? That's how he ends the letter. Greet the friends there by name. Interesting, isn't it? A couple of things that we can kind of pull out of that. One is, is, is it wasn't just a group of people, right? It was a group of people, but it was, it was a group of individuals. Each person was important, and each person had a name. He said, greet them there by name. The definition for name I found was this, by which a person is called and distinguished from others. Now, some of us have, you know, the same names or similar names or whatever. But when, when you think about a name, it's, it's, it's important. It, it, it sets that person apart. And in the Bible, when they talk about people's names, it includes everything about them. I was joking earlier about not remembering things, you know, but... It's important to remember people's names. I've known that forever, but it's a challenge sometimes too. It is. If you look around the room, and I I was going to do this, but it was kind of hokey, so I didn't, although I do hokey things uh, sometimes and nobody cares. They just laugh at me. Um, But I was going to, you know, pass out name badges and have you put your name on there because, because I know for a fact that you don't know everybody's name in this room. There's no, I doubt there's one person in this room that knows every single person's name. Because I don't. Honestly. I might have known it, but I can't, I, can't, I can't remember it. There are people, I can know you for 20 years, and then all of a sudden I can't think of your name. Does that ever happen to you? You know Tom and Barbara here, right? Did I get it right? You did. Thank you. Tom and Barbara said to me when I met them, do you remember this? She doesn't remember. She said to me, we're Tom and Barbara, just so you know, so you can remember our names, because I know you're going to forget. We're Tom and Barbara. And you know what? I still forgot. But then I, but then I listened Oh, Tom and Barbara. So I think I have it now. It takes work, though, to remember people's names. Like, you're all going to know Tom and Barbara now because I pointed them, I singled them out, I made them embarrassed. So, but it was, but the way she said it was so sweet, it was like, it's okay if you don't remember. It's Tom and Barbara. So, so how do we say that to someone else? You know, Hey, my name's Rich, and you know, I know I've known you for 10 years, but it's Rich. Just, you know, we can joke about it, right? So, so because, because you, somebody may not remember your name, and that's okay. But it's important that they do know your name. I think that's important. John said it's important. He finishes his letter with this thought, greet the friends there by name. My name. I, I'm sad to say that I, that I couldn't go around and, and, and give everybody's name right now, but I'm working on it. 
it's a work in progress, right? We're all, we're, we're all kind of works in progress. It was important to John. It was, it's important to God. Thank God he doesn't forget things, right? Jesus, you know, it, it, he's talking uh, in John chapter 10 that it says that the, the, the shepherd, the, the watchman, he calls his own sheep by name. God told Moses, he said, I know you by name. He told the people of Israel, I know you by name. He, interesting verse I, I found in, in Psalm 147. This, this kind of struck me. The, the verse 3 says this, that the Lord heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And then the next verse says this, he, distur- he determines the, the number of the stars and he calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. And I go like, that's weird. He's talking about, you know, healing the broken heart and binding up their wounds. Then he starts talking about stars. Like, what's the connection? The connection is he calls them each by name. If he knows all the stars by names, he certainly knows your name. He knows my name. And he's there to heal your broken heart and bind up your wounds. And mine as well. He said to Israel, he said, Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. That's powerful, isn't it? We're going to close in a minute with that song, He Knows My Name. You know, it's kind of important. I think you get that, you know, that we know one another's name. but, But what's most important is that he knows our name. He knows your name and he loves you and you are his. By the way, somebody who had the name of Mark called me on Thursday. Does that ring any bells? Okay, why? Because I said his name, right? He called on Thursday. I'm not going to tell you, no. He, he misses you all. And he watches the thing and he sees the people here and, and, and he sends his greetings. He really does miss us all. He's a sweet brother, isn't he? I want to close. Let's turn back to the, to the book of Romans chapter 16. I want to make a point. Romans chapter 16, we will close with this. <clears throat> Romans chapter 16. Now, who wrote the book of Romans? Paul Paul the Apostle. And and I would say that Paul was a pretty brilliant theologian. Would you not agree with that? Would you agree with that? Uh, You know, God used him to write a huge portion of the New Testament. You know, this incredible doctrinal, you know, theological, incredible stuff that he wrote. But Paul the Apostle saw the importance of people by name. Let's let's read the the first section there in Romans chapter 16. We're just going to read it. And notice, notice how many people's names he calls out. He said, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Centuria, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints. Give her any help she may need. 
from you, for she's been a great help to many people, including me. And greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Eponidas, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my relatives, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, tested and approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the household of, of Arist- Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the brothers with them. Greet Philologus. You try to say all these names. <laughs> Julia, I can say that one. Nereus and his sister and Olympus and all the saints with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send their greetings. You, you, you see, you see the, the point there? This guy was incredible, but, but yet people were important to him. Who they were. He, I mean, he said you know, just a few words about each, and it was important. What, what comes to mind when I say the word Mark? I say the name Mark. Something comes to, to mind about that guy, right? It's not necessarily the funny clothes that he wears. <laughs> but that smile that he has, right? What do you think about when, you, when I say Mark? You think how he likes to talk. You know, he likes to, he likes to interact. He likes to talk. He'll tell you that, too. But he cares about people. There's something special about it. So, so Paul was like that. And, and I think you and I, again, let's not take for granted what we have. Because it's special. It really is. Peace to you, brothers and sisters, today. Friends. And I want to say it's good for me to be here with you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the fellowship of the saints. Father, the many years that uh, we have spent here in Rhode Island just meeting people and sharing life with, doing life, doing the service of our Savior Jesus together. It's, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. I have, I have no regrets. Oh, I have regrets about maybe stupid things, but to have a life with the people of God is very special. 
I pray you would continue to bless our fellowship, Lord, the plans, the purposes you have for us, even beyond us, maybe even beyond our time here. You have a plan. You have a purpose. I pray you continue to fulfill it, Father, that people would grow, they would be encouraged, they would, they would learn about you, they would be fed your word. Jesus, I pray for any here today that, that don't know you, that don't have any peace in their hearts and lives, that, that they can have the peace that you give as they have you in their hearts and lives. If that's you all, you, all you need to do is ask him in. So many here have done it and, and they can testify that Jesus is the answer. He is the way and the truth and the life. And Jesus, as we prepare to celebrate your birth, we are truly amazed at the gift that you gave. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing that song together, shall we?